Hello everyone, you're listening to Queer Mystical Jesus. I'm your podcaster, Sophia Sook. Welcome to another episode. I'm a millennial, <laughs> and I'm, well, to put it nicely, I, I would be an elder millennial. Um, I'm um, almost 40, but not yet. <laughs> um, and of course, like I, I think like last year, there was an article written that called us geriatric millennials, and there was like a huge uproar about that, so... You know, I think it's hilarious, you know, whether you want to call me an elder millennial or a geriatric millennial, whatever. But there's an ongoing joke about us. There's an ongoing joke that we say about ourselves. And it's really a coping coping mechanism. And here's the joke. The joke is that, yay, uh, we're the generation that got to live through 9-11 and then the Great Recession of 2008. Uh, and then, uh, COVID and then, uh, the, the, the attempted coup when, when, when people stormed the capital. And now with the situation with Russia invading Ukraine, a lot, some people are saying, um, it, 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 it might trigger World War Three because, you know, the whole thing with NATO and like, does it, it, like, does, does this invasion, uh, require NATO to act, and you know, like, oh my gosh! I mean, World War One and Two was started for something way less. And we tell this joke about ourselves because it's very overwhelming if you really think about it. It's like we can't catch a break. We can't catch a break. With all the sanctions being passed against Russia, you know, we're afraid, oh, what if they cut off the oil supply for Europe? And what if prices go up? And it's just nobody can catch a break. We're living in times of fear. We're, li- we're living in times of chaos. And I don't know about you, but it's kind of annoying <laughs> when President Biden's uh, social media team, um, they're very, um, it's like they're trying to change the subject with, with the nominee of the Supreme Court. Like, um, first of all, let's not get too excited. Let's not get too, uh, um, uh, like ahead of ourselves. She's just the nominee right now. As amazing and cool as it is, um, as historic as it is, it's like there, there's something else going on that the president needs to take care of as well. Um, So there's chaos happening. There's uncertainty happening. There's darkness. There's depression. There's frustration. And those, we would normally say, are all bad conditions. You know, after the Super Bowl, um, in the Super Bowl, they had a a, um, a commercial where, where it was like 30 seconds of a floating QR code on the screen. And when you scan it, it takes you over to uh, an app called Coinbase. And if you were to sign up for their service, they would give you for free 
I think within that 24-hour period, they gave you free $15 worth of Bitcoin. I signed up. I got $15 worth of Bitcoin, which is like 0.0000013% of Bitcoin. But, you know, it's, it's fun. It's free money. But here's the crazy thing. Right now, the stock market's going down. And my I've been losing. I, I lost $5. So my Bitcoin is only worth like $14 now. I know it was free money. I like like no money. I, I didn't technically. I didn't lose any money, but it's still annoying. Things in the news have real world consequences. The price of gas goes up. The price of milk goes up. It all accumulates. It all accumulates. Our minds grow tired of the news. Our hearts grow tired of things that are not the same anymore. Nothing's the same anymore. And we say that this is the end of the world. We say this is just bad. It's really, really bad. And you know what? Truthfully, it is. But there's another side to the story. There always is. There always is. I love watching thrillers. Um, I love reading thrillers. Um, when I was a kid, I started reading novels by Michael Crichton. And he would write, he, he's the author of Jurassic Park, and all of his novels are thrillers. Like, they're like techno thrillers and sci-fi, but, but they're thrillers. And what I've noticed is that I can't read other types of novels, <laughs> I've realized. Um, I used to consider myself, oh, I'm a reader, yeah. But I realized if it's not a thriller, if, if, if the story is not a page turner, if it, if it doesn't leave me on a cliffhanger at the end of a chapter and it's not making me want to just, oh, stay up another hour in bed to like turn the page, if it's not a thriller, I don't finish reading that book. Um, I recently had like books like that. I haven't finished it because I realized they're not thrillers. And the thing about a thriller is that it fills you with a sense of dread because things are going wrong. But that's the very thing that keeps you on the edge of your seat. And that's the very thing that makes you want to turn the page because you want to find out what happens. You want to find out how the hero gets through this. And you know things are going to turn out better at the end. I mean, unless it's a unless the genre is a tragedy or a dark comedy or something like that, usually the hero triumphs. Usually, things turn out for the better. At the end, Batman is supposed to win. But before Batman wins, it's a thriller. It's nail-biting. It seems like the bad guy's winning. Things are bad. Things are terrible. But that's the very thing that brings in the tension and the drama and the very thing that keeps you engaged so that a three-hour movie or a three to 500-page book seems like nothing. And there's something really cool about that that I think happens in real life as well. I want to take you back to the beginning. When we talk about Genesis, creation, um, I don't know about you, but I, I think it's easy for us to remember our childhood, 
um, it's easy to remember like trees and birds and sunshine and like like even when we say like Noah's Ark, we think of children's animate like drawings of nursery walls and a cute little boat with like a giraffe sticking its little head out and birds and lions and tigers. They're all happy and smiling and there's old man Noah and he's all happy. He always has like a like a bulb nose like it's supposed to be funny and but they were probably miserable on that boat, on that ark, and it was scary, it was dark, no sunshine, and people were dying all around them, so it's not a kid's story, and that's what I appreciate about um, the Russell Crowe movie that came out a few years ago, called Noah, a lot of people didn't like it, <laughs> because it was so dark, but it's a dark story. And that's a story about new beginnings. That's a story about new creation. That's a story about the creation being rebooted. But the funny thing is, creation begins that way too. It begins with darkness. It begins like this. It says, in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, it wasn't all sunshine. It wasn't bright and sunny and beautiful and roses and, I don't know, whatever flowers you like. No, it says the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep. Darkness covered the face of the deep. That word deep, it means, in, in Greek, it's the word abyss. The abyss is the pit of darkness. The abyss is where the monsters come from. The abyss is where it's like a black hole. Light gets sucked into it and it can never escape. Uh, there are other creation myths around the ancient Near, ancient Near East during the same time period when creation stories are being told, and they all have a common theme. It involves the waters of chaos over creation. It involves the gods in battle and chaos. And the water represents something scary. The water represents something that you cannot overcome. The water represents something that floods and it destroys. For the Egyptians, it was the Nile. When it floods, it destroys. It's darkness. It's the storm that swallows ships. It's the abyss where the monsters come from. It's where the kraken comes from, to swallow your ship whole. The earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. Everything was filled with a sense of dread. There's no light, there's no hope. Everything is heavy. It feels like everything's trying to pull you into the depths of depression. Everything's trying to pull you into the depths of darkness. There's no understanding, there is no wisdom, there's no light, there's no way. It's just chaos upon chaos upon chaos, where the Leviathan is fighting with the gods above, and it's just bad. And so... Other creation myths say that the gods were at war in the beginning and the reason why human beings were created because we were created to be pawns in this great war between the gods. And they created human beings to fight on behalf of them.
But one day, a people came along and said, we have a different story. We have a different take on how the universe began. Yes, we experienced the world the same as everyone else. We experienced poverty. We experienced enslavement. We experienced being oppressed by those who are more powerful than us. We experience chaos. We know what it's like to be drowning in the waters of chaos. We know what it's like to feel like I'm chained in the depths of the sea. Where if I were to breathe, I would die. But. We don't believe that's all there was. We don't believe that that was all there was when the universe came to be. Yes, we experienced chaos. So it's natural to think that that was the beginning, that was the genesis point of creation itself. That creation itself was born out of bloodshed and darkness and chaos. So we're going to speak that same language. In our creation story, we're going to have that same beginning. Something that we can all relate to as human beings. The earth, and there goes sirens. The earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep and it's tracking so far with all the other creation myths. There's a waters of chaos there. But then it goes on. It says, Darkness covered the face of the deep while, meaning at the same time, something else was happening. Yes, there was darkness. Yes, there was chaos. The abyss was all there was. That's the thing that was over the earth. But during all of that, it says, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. While there was chaos, while there was Deep darkness, while the only thing experienced by the earth was the abyss, while there was no solid footing at all. All the while, above it all, there was the wind of God sweeping over the face of the waters of chaos. Above the chaos, there was the breath of life. Coming from God, coming from the source of life, coming from the being who is life and light itself, the breath of life was blowing over the waters of chaos, meaning there were whispers, there were rumors of a new beginning. See, the act of creation doesn't begin with just ex nihilo, just something popping out of nothing. The act of creation begins with chaos and darkness and depression and maybe what we would even call evil. And the act of chaos is an act of bravery. The act of chaos, sorry, the act of creation is an act of defiance against the chaos of darkness because the act of creation says God's very breath of life that breathes over the chaos, over the darkness and that creates a new rumor that creates a new sense of news that creates a new sense of anticipation that says above this darkness there's something more powerful happening above the darkness there is light that's beginning to come 
above the abyss of chaos, there's new creation that's about to happen. Can you not hear the whispers? Can you not hear its rumors? Can you not feel the wind on your skin? Can you not hear the breath of life that's coming in above the waters of chaos? Above the thing that we would call abyss? Above the thing that we used to think that that's where the demons come from? All the while the waters of chaos is churning the breath of God, the wind of God, the life of God, the spirit of God is over the waters of chaos. And throughout the story of Israel, it happens again and again and again. When Moses led the Israelite slaves out of Egypt, and they crossed over the Red Sea, we know the famous movies, The Prince of Egypt, The Ten Commandments. There's that famous uh, section of the of the Universal Studios tram tour where there's a lake, and the tour guide, the old, the original version of that show, the tour guide says, everyone say, part the waters, and they play the clip from the Ten Commandments movie with Charlton Heston where the water parts, and all the audience, all the tourists say, part the waters, and then the waters literally part. The, 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 the lake parts open and the tram goes between the waters and it comes out the other end. You know how that happens? The way it's recorded in, 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 in the Bible? All the movies depict it like it happens like right away. But it actually says that a wind from God came and it blew all night long. Meaning, it happened at night. It happened when there was darkness. Are you hearing me? When, 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 when the earth was formless and darkness covered the face of the deep, deep waters of chaos, when the Israelites were facing death in front of them and death behind them with Pharaoh's army chasing them to drown them into the sea, to drown them into the abyss, to drive them into where the demons are, where the darkness is, where the chaos is, where death is calling. A wind from God came during the night. See, while there is darkness, while there is chaos, while there is evil, while there is oppression, we have to look up from underneath the water because there's something happening above the waters. The breath of God is there. The wind of God is there. The spirit of God is there. There's an anticipation going on. There's new creation about to happen. And do you have the sensitivity to feel the wind of God, the new creation of God? Blowing on your skin. Are your hairs standing on edge? Because you feel a wind blowing. Because you feel a new beginning coming. You know, when it's dead calm on the lake, when it's dead calm, there's no waves, and there's nothing you can ride on. But when the waves start to roil, that's when you paddle towards it. You don't run away from it. You paddle towards the waves. Because that's when you can ride it. That's when you can ride it. 
I'm not a surfer. But if you're a surfer, you know that there's a mystical connection between the act of riding the waves and who you are. You're being connected to nature. You're being connected to the life that is pulsing throughout all of creation. And you're, you're realizing that you're connected to it all. You're connected. I'm connected. We're connected to what God is doing, to what life is doing. There is the breath of God. There is the wind of God over the waters of chaos that is blowing. Yes, everything is formless and empty. Yes, a lot of us are experiencing a sense of meaninglessness and emptiness. And yes, all we see is darkness and oppression. And yes, all we see is chaos and, 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 and stupid decisions from leaders that should know better. But don't forget that while all this is happening, None of this is happening alone. None of the darkness is happening alone. None of the, the chaos is happening alone. It's happening while a wind from God is sweeping over the face of the waters. The waters that represent death. The waters that are darkness. The waters that are threatening to swallow up life and drown life. The breath of God is above it. It's not happening alone, meaning it's not all-powerful. It's not the final say. It's not the final authority. It's not the final and lasting event of all creation. No. It's merely an invitation for new creation to begin. And this act of new creation happens again and again throughout history. Our world is remade again and again throughout history. New scientific discoveries are made again and again throughout history. You know, because of the, uh, uh, the breakthrough mRNA vaccines that were created for COVID-19, now scientists are looking to uh, ways of creating an mRNA vaccine that can protect against every kind of coronavirus. That includes the common cold. That includes any future other coronaviruses that might come. Made possible because of the tremendous resources that were pulled and millions and billions of dollars, maybe even trillions, I don't know, that were poured into creating this new type of vaccine. By the way, this MRA vaccine technology was um, pioneered by this woman whose name we don't know, and everyone laughed her and laughed at her and said, "That's never going to work." But she quietly kept at it in the lab, and it worked. It worked. Never in the history of humankind have we developed a a, a ninety-eight percent effective vaccine ever, and so quickly too. Do you see how uh, death and darkness is never happening on its own? There's, there, there's something always happening. The wind of life is always above it. Can you feel it? Can you hear its whispers on the wind? Can you hear the rumors of life coming on, riding on the wind? Jesus, a lot of times, would say something like this. He would always say, let anyone who has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. 
If you are one who is drowning in the darkness, who is looking at the chaos, and you're someone that says, you know what, this cannot be all there is. If you're someone that's hungry for more, if you're someone that's curious for what's new, if you're someone that says there has to be more, and I want to hear of its rumors because I want to take part in the new thing that is coming. I want to be a part of the new creation that is coming, the new thing that happens out of the old again and again throughout human history that makes our lives even better. You know, I started recently watching a drama on Cinemax called The Nick. It's based on a, a New York hospital uh, in the 1900s. And oh my God, the way they do surgery is atrocious. Doctors without gloves sticking their hands into human bodies. And it's just, it's just amazing. Like patients dying left and right on the table because basically doctors don't know what the hell they're doing. And I'm thinking, Thank God I was born a hundred years later. <laughs> Thank God. You know, we, 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 we modern people love to say, oh my God, our world is terrible. We have the internet and Instagram and selfies and, and reality stars. And no. Well, okay, those things are kind of terrible sometimes. But my God, the, the improvements we've made as a human society, the lifespans that have increased, my God, we live in an age of miracles. Meaning, human history is a history of us crawling out of darkness and ever going towards the light. That's been our story. And that's the story of creation. And that's the story of new creation again and again. That's the story of evolution. That's the story of God's redeeming power. That's the story of, 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 of life always breaking through. That's the nature of reality. That is the nature of ultimate reality. I hope you're someone that wants to hear the whispers of the new, that wants to hear the rumors of what God is up to, the new thing that God is up to, the new life that God is giving birth to. Sometimes, when a pregnant woman is vomiting, it doesn't mean she is sick. It means that within her is the potential for new life. Yes, it's scary as hell. Let's not discount the fear that's real. Oh my God, our life is about to change. And it's scary. And it fills us with self-doubt. What if, what if we fail at this? What if something goes wrong? What if not everything turns out perfectly? But that doesn't mean what's inside isn't new life coming. Whispers and rumors of something wonderful.
Jesus would often say, if anyone has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit of God is saying. The wind of God, the breath of God, the life of God, the Spirit of God, the creativity of God, the newness of God, the life force of God, the light of God is always above the chaos. Yes, there is darkness. Yes, there is the abyss. Yes, there is chaos. But while that's happening, the wind of God is above the waters. And it's moving. There's something moving on the inside of you. That glimmer of hope. Something on the inside of you that's defiant that says, this cannot be all there is. This cannot be the fullness of my potential. That sense of defiance. That sense of, I'm not going to believe what that person said about me. I'm going to prove them wrong. That is the spark of life. That is the, the, the wind of God, the breath of God, the life of God. The, the potential for new creation that's moving on the inside of you. That's the, the thing on the inside of you that says, I want to hear. I want to catch the breath of God. And you will. And you are. Because that's the only thing that it takes. That's the only qualification. You don't have to donate money. You don't have to improve yourself first. No. The only qualification is that you have a desire to catch the wind. That's all. That's all. That's all. If you're a sail, you're going to catch the wind. doesn't matter if you're the sail of a small boat or if you're the sail on a yacht. You're still going to catch the wind. And as you catch the wind, you're still going to make the boat go. You're still going to make the yacht go. Whatever it is you're attached to, you're going to make it go. If you have the desire to catch the wind, you're going to catch the wind and you're going to you're going to experience forward motion. You're going to experience new life coming. You're going to experience new creation happening. That's the pattern. That's the way things work. That's the nature of ultimate reality. In the presence of the darkness, in the presence of the evil, in the presence of the fear, in the presence of the doubt, There's the potential for new life. There's the reality of the, of the breath of life that's blowing over the waters. I know you can hear it. I know you can sense it. I know you can anticipate it. I know that within the fear, there's a sense of awe. Within the fear, there's a sense of expectation of something beautiful, of something new happening, of you experiencing something that you've never experienced before. Take it in. Just let it in. Just let that sense of power in. Just let that insatiable hunger in. Just let that indescribable 
unexplainable sense of hope in. Just let that life-giving defiance, let it in. <laughs> and let it out of you. And let it take over and give you the courage and the strength that you need to know that there's a power above you leading you on. That there, are, that there exists above you the breath of life, the breath of creation. Something new will always happen in the face of chaos. Something good will come from what is now. Something good. Oh, and you're imagining it. The possibilities of what that goodness could be. And I'm saying that it's going to come. <laughs> it's going to come. Be because God is good. Because God is good. Because God is love. Because God is not an idea. <laughs> God is loving personality. God is loving mother. God is loving father. God is loving creator. God is loving partner. God is beautiful consciousness. God is beautiful intent. God is peace. God is wholeness. God is the very life and voice that's always been calling you forward. God is the hope that lives in darkness. You know, there are creatures in the depths of the sea that thrive in the depths of the sea where there is no sunlight. And when we shine a light on them, they 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 have they have iridescence, and they they look like they're plugged into some kind of electricity. And there's rainbow lights just fluttering through their translucent bodies. And they're like that because they live in the depth. They're like that because they live in darkness. Even though I walk through the shadow of darkness and evil, I fear nothing. For God, you are with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear nothing. For you are with me. And goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell. I will live. I will make my home in the house of the Lord forever. In the house of God the Creator. In the house of the one who began something good and new in the face of darkness and chaos. 
Wouldn't it be better if? Wouldn't this thing be better if? Wouldn't this situation be better if? Hold on to that imagination. Every inventor once said, wouldn't it be cool if... And they made it happen. Wouldn't it be better if... That's the wind in your sail. That's the breath of God. That's the spirit of life that pushes you towards... The shore. Your arrival. That sense of, wouldn't it be better if... But here's the crazy part. If things weren't bad, there'd be nothing to make you consider, wouldn't it be better if... It's a paradox. In the beginning, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep of the abyss while... All the while. So don't just look at the abyss. Don't just look at the formlessness of the current situation. But look at what's happening while. Says while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. That's what we're going to catch. That's what's going to move us towards where we're supposed to go. And we'll get there. We always have. We always have. We always have. That's the story of human history. That's the nature of evolution. Whether it's the evolution of stars, or whether it's the evolution of cells, or whether it's the evolution of robotics. Whatever. Wouldn't it be better if... Yes. And that gift is for you, for you to catch and go along with. It comes from the Spirit of God. Effortless. The sail doesn't generate the wind. It just catches the wind. May you catch the wind. <laughs>